Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you all are in the world right now, whether you're in Dubai, Africa, in the Sahara Desert, in, in, in Japan, wherever you be at right now, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you. This is the Culture Talks Podcast, and today, as I tell you guys every week, yo, we finna bring a dope guest on the podcast next week, and I ain't lied to y'all yet. I haven't lied to y'all yet, so today... We have a special guest, and I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself to y'all. Go ahead, my brother. Uh, my name is Kali Lucas, a.k.a. Kali Comedy from Kansas City, Missouri. And like I said, the true motherfuckers from Kansas City pronounce it Kansas City. We don't pronounce the S-A-S. That's, if a motherfucker tell you they're from Kansas City, they may not really from here. They're from the outskirts. Wait, I'm from wait, Kansas wait. City, Missouri, uh, home of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but I'm a Packers fan, so let's not get that let's not get that confused. Yeah. That, that's gonna be the beginning of our conversation today. Please tell me why you are a Packers fan. Where that come from, man? Uh my grandpa, man. My grandpa. I uh I spent a lot of time with my grandpa as a kid and uh he really fucked with the Packers. And I remember the first time really sitting down watching them and watching the game with him, uh, they played the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I think I was like 96, 97, and they won. And I seen my papa happy as fuck. So I was like, shit, I'm about to fuck it. I'm about to root for these niggas. They good. And they turned around and went to the Super Bowl again next year, but they lost. But even as a kid, I was like, fuck it. I'm, 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 I'm rooting with them. Plus, I grew up, I grew up in, a, in a crib neighborhood, so rooting for the Chiefs wearing all red, that shit wasn't going to work for me. <laughs> It was going to be a challenge. It was going to be a challenge. So you said Can Shitty, born and raised. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your upbringing out here. You know, tell us about um, the experiences, the challenges. Just speak on your, your early life as Kali Lucas. Uh, without not trying to dig too deep into my shit. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the, normal, the normal young black man. Uh, I was raised by my mama. Uh, my daddy was in the picture, but you know, he fagged off and did, did shit like, like a lot of the black men back in the day. So I was raised by my mama, um, inner city, inner city kid. I was a good kid, man. Uh, till about 12, 13, 14 around that area. Then shit started changing. Uh, I did start getting in trouble with the law and shit. Fucking hit rock bottom. And ever since then, bro, I've just been on this mission to really, you know what I'm saying, get my name out there, do a do a one. I don't, I don't say 360 because when you do a 360, that means you're just going back to where you started. So doing a, doing a 180 
and basically just changing this shit up, man. Trying to trying to really leave something to my son, for real, for real. Before they, you know, for the higher ups, take me up out this motherfucker. Love it. I love it. And speaking of 10, 11, 12-year-old you, did you think that you were going to be, like, jumping into comedy? Were you always, like, the jokester at school? Were you always the jokester, you know, at home? What what did a 10-year-old you want to be when you grew up? <sighs> shit, what the fuck? You know what's so crazy? All right, here's a story. And my mama told I really don't even remember this shit. Uh, she said it was a family reunion, and they brought all the little kids up and shit. And my uncle at the time was a pastor. And he was going down the, you know what I'm saying, the line asking kids what they wanted to be. So my cousins and shit was like, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a cop, blah, 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 blah. And he got to me. He was like, what you want to be? I was like, I want to sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me at like seven. And he's like, he looked at me like, what? I was like, yeah, I want to be a drug dealer. I want to have all the nice cars. And I want to have this and that. So basically, in even growing up, you know what I'm saying, in school, teachers be like, what you want to do? I used to tell teachers, I don't know. I just want to be rich. And he's like, well, what you going to do to get rich? I don't fucking know. I just know I want to be rich. Bro, every job I had, I didn't got fired from that motherfucker. Every job I had. Like, I'm not a job type person. So I've always been a comedian. Like, I've always been funny. But it didn't really switch until my barber. I took, started taking it serious about three years ago when my barber was putting on a comedy show. He was like, somebody dropped out. You want to do comedy? I was like, yep. He was like, can you host it? Yep. And he was like, man, this show probably like 300 people. Is that going to be cool? Yep. I went out there. I got on stage. Man, that energy I felt getting on stage, I was like, I want this feeling forever. Mm. And ever since then, I've been on a mission to do it. I got my name out there. 2020 was supposed to be my year to travel, do stand-up. But COVID hit, and it basically switched me into doing videos. So people see me doing videos and be like, man, you should do stand-up. And I'm like, that's actually what the fuck I do. But COVID has me doing I, I hate doing videos. Like, that's really not my lane. But... In order to stay relevant and make sure my name stay popping, then you know what I'm saying? I got to do what I got to do. Thanks. And I want to double back to you talking about uh, when you got offered the opportunity to, you know, step in because somebody stepped out of the comedy show. What do you think it was that that allowed you to feel so confident and just saying, yep, 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 I'm a, I can do that. I can do that. Are you that type of person in general? Like anytime somebody's like about action, you about action, you ready to go? Is Yeah, I'm fucked Yeah, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. Like, like I'm a Gemini, bro. I, I really have two sides. I got Kush and I got Kali. But as I got older, like, they just, motherfuckers just kind of merged into one person. So a lot of the times, man, I'm not, I've, I've never been a follower. If you tell me something and I like it, I'm with it. 100%. Even if it's one of the humbies. And he telling me something where I possibly could lose something in the process, but if your reasoning and it's good enough for me, I'm fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? As long as you ain't got me on no dummy mission. But if you got a good enough reason, I'm with it. And my homie, my barber, that's he like my brother. You know, black men and they barbers. I cheat on my woman if I cheat on my barber. It just ain't gonna happen. When he when when Cuz asked me, he was like, Hey, I need your help. Can you do you mind doing it? Cause he used to always tell me, like, bro, you funny. But I comedy was at that time I was rapping. Like I didn't give a fuck about comedy. But I told him, shit, yeah, I got you. 
There ain't no thing to it. And then every bro, it's like, like it's you know what I'm saying. It's like it's hard to explain, but it's like when you really step into that that life or that feeling, and you it's it's like a calling, bro. Like when you do something and you feel that shit in your soul, like you really feel it in your soul. Like it's hard to explain unless you actually been there or doing something that you've been placed on this earth to do for real for real and i think it's important you brought that up because a lot of people be so stuck on on passions but there's a difference between a passion and a calling you know a passion might be something you attach to something that you think that you're good at or you find a lot of you know joy in doing but a calling is something that when you was placed here on earth like dog that's what i'm supposed to do and this like, is what you, I'm supposed yeah, to do. If you tap into that, it's a different type of feeling. And it's funny that you mentioned like every job you've done, like you they was like I got fired, bro. I got fired. But I don't personally in my head, I don't look at that as a negative thing. I look at that as like, yo, that means there's something out there specifically for you, which I think you've already tapped into, as you've been saying. So I think it's funny that you point that out. Bro, the job the job that I have now, I've been fired twice. But you still. But it's a, <laughs> but it's a union job, so they just bring a nigga back. But <laughs> I knew right then and there. But like, I have a great ass job, and I still just be doing what the fuck ever because in my mind, I know it's something bigger for me than this. Like, and even it's crazy because everybody be like, "What do you put in your four hundred one k?" I don't put shit in that four hundred one k because in my head, I feel like me adding to that four hundred one k is is me putting in the future that I plan on being here. And that's not what the fuck I plan on doing. I'm here to get this check. I'm going to do this 80 hours, give me my check so I get the fuck up out of here so I can fund what I really want to do on the side. I love that. That's so, it. so double back, double back to January, 2020, man, we're about to come up on 2021, but double back to January, 2020. What were your plans for this year before you had to pivot? Uh, I planned on traveling. Like, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm from Kansas City, so I planned on hitting major cities around me: Dallas, Houston, uh, Chicago, St. Louis. You know, what I'm saying everything that's in driving distance, Denver. That I can hit the stage and be seen. But man, when I tell you, shit got so fucked up. Like the less, a lot of people know me from Let's Road Friends. Like, that is the signature. Uh, the fucking meme is everywhere. Anytime something happened in black culture, the Let's Roll Friends meme pops up. And it's dope. But at the same time, every time I see it, I feel the way because it's like, damn, like, I was really about to capitalize on that shit. But then COVID stopped everything. But instead of getting, because I, you know, that's one thing about me. I, I've battled with depression since I was a kid. Instead of letting that shit get the best of me, I just, I basically just flipped it and took it into videos. I start, you know what I'm saying, thinking like, well, shit, if everybody's at home, can't nobody work, everybody about to be on their phone 24-7. So if they're going to be on their phone 24-7, I might as well give them content to look at. That's the best thing I could have did. I started TikTok in fucking March of this year. I got 180,000 followers, 2.6 million likes and shit on TikTok. So... I don't. I honestly don't know if this COVID shit was a blessing or a curse, man. For real, for real. Because there's opportunities on both sides, you know. Opportunities. But, when you when you a hustler, bro, you gonna figure some shit out. Exactly, and that's what I was about to say. 
next. Like if it wasn't a hustler, it would have been a curse. But at the end of the day, it would have been your responsibility to switch that around. And you as an individual, as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast about just being like, yep, I'm about it. Let's go. Yep, I'm about it. Let's go. Is you weren't about to just sit there. And, and, and that's something that I think people should admire and should learn from. You know, a lot of us, we run into obstacles. We run into challenges in life. And unfortunately, we immediately get turned around instead of trying to figure out how we can jump over that motherfucker. So I, I appreciate you for, for, for doing that because maybe you did it for yourself, but you could be in it. You're definitely inspiring people, you know, outside of your. Nah, one thing, one thing, I didn't mean to cut you off either, bro, but uh, I, I, everything I do is not for me. Everything I do is for my son. Like, Kali Comedy, like, he's a junior. So, Kali Comedy, that's his business. Like, I, I work for Cubs. You know what I'm saying? So, nothing. Everything I've done in my life has been selfish. Everything. And that shit has literally got me nowhere. When that little boy came into my life, everything changed. So, yeah, I, I ain't trying to get on no, oh, daddy of the year type shit. But nah, because that ain't, that ain't it either. But I just want to make sure that, like I said earlier, when I'm taking from this earth, he got something to stand on. I just want to make sure that when I'm taking from this earth, our name is respected. He still got something to stand on. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, <clears throat> nah, people got to find that. People got to find that why. You know what I'm saying? And you got that. <laughs> you got that. But, man, so a lot of people, you know, like, forget Kansas, uh, forget COVID ever happened, right? Okay. A lot of people leave Kansas City to find success, especially in cre the creative scene. So comedy, um, drawing, videography, hip-hop, um, all, all things in the world of art and creativity, people tend to leave their small town to go to L.A. or New York to pursue it. So is that on your radar? If so, why not? But I was just going to ask, why haven't you left yet? Like, why haven't you tried to, like, jump out to L.A. or, or do something like that? Not because, not because I think it's the right thing to do, but I'm just wondering from your point of view, you know, why, why Kansas City still remained home? At the end of the day, man, Kansas City going to always be home. Like, this is, this is just, it's, it's what I know. Like, this is where I feel comfortable. Like, if you've never been to Kansas City, if you've never lived in Kansas City, it's kind of hard to understand. Like, we're a small city, but, like, shit crazy here. Like, if you go check murder rates and all that shit, like, Kansas City always top 10, top 5. It's, that, it, it's just, it is what it is. But I actually have a business advisor uh, named Kathy. And she's moving out to California next year because she signed some deals with uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. So shout out, Kathy. They placing her up in this nice condo, all this. And I'm actually going to be flying out to California once a month next year to for five days, set up shows, set up meetings, all that shit. Um, I'm still in Kansas City because of my son, like, I'm just the type of person that it's hard for me to get out and leave and not make sure that I'm still providing for him. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the understanding baby mother or co-parent or I should say. So if I was to just up and leave and chase a dream, man, I never hear the end of it. So I'd be working my ass off trying to save money just to make sure that he's straight. Or he gonna be good, you know what I'm saying? So I can do what I gotta do, so I can get up out of here and chase a dream, or 
chase a bag, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck these kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Uh, if but don't get me wrong, if I didn't have no key, I'd have fucking been gone. New York, but it's crazy. New York is somewhere I never want to go. Ah, right, speak on it real quick. I just don't know, man. New York just uh, Kansas City's like I said, it's a small town. Uh, we consider southern. New York just seemed hella rude to me, bro. Like it just seemed like when you when I go to California, it, just, it, it be love there. Like just, the love is there. When I think of New York, I just think fast paced, rude ass fucking people. I don't know why, but I just think being in traffic, honking. You know, in New York, people can honk their horn all day. Somebody yep. cuts you off, you honk your horn. Blah, 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 blah. Kansas City, bro, you can die for that shit. You honk your horn in Kansas City, bro, somebody going to get out and start shooting at you. Hey, it's it's funny because it's funny because one of my one of my sisters like she had been gone out of Kansas City for like hella long like since like early 2000s like 2001 or something like that she'd been in New York ever since then for like 15 years 16 years and she like came back I remember I was like I remember it was like one conversation she came back at like 16 when I was like 16 and she was like just driving around she tried to like turn up like they do in New York on something yeah. and I was like I like shut her down quickly like, hey, 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 hey. I was like, chill, chill, chill. She was like, no, yeah, it can't yeah. be you're doing it. I'm like, no, chill out, G. You can't do that shit. I was like, you Fuck can't do that. Nah. I was you like, get your ass smoked out here, dog. With that, no, 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 no. But um, but nah. So I want to double back to like high school days, man. I know this is a question you get asked probably a lot because I get asked the same fucking question a lot as well. Um, basketball, football, was that a part of your life? If not, any sports that you really love or or care about that that, you know, translated into teaching you any lessons in life? Fuck, no, nah, I didn't play a motherfucking sport in high school. <laughs> I, was, I was one of them. I was, I was one of them. But you know what's so crazy, bro? I was, even though, like, I was athletic as fuck. Like, I was, you know what I'm saying, a little, a, a little hood nigga. Like, I could play basketball, football, soccer, baseball, all that shit. Uh, it was so funny because the coach, the school, you you from Kansas City, right? I'm from. Are you live here? I'm from Independence. Yeah. Well, same thing. You know Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, Prep. yeah, of course, of course. So I started. I started. I went to Lincoln Prep from ninth grade to eleventh grade. I got kicked out because I had weed and shit. Mm -hmm. But I was in high school and we was playing basketball in gym, and the coach seen me and was like, "Man, rest in peace, Coach Jackson." He was like, man, you need to come out to practice, man. Practice for my team, blah, blah, blah. You need to play basketball. Mind you, I never played organized sports because I just wasn't my thing. Like, I'm, I ain't no money in fucking high school basketball. How the fuck am I going to get some Jordans playing high school basketball? No, I'm cool. So I'm like, you know what? It's cool. I'm going to actually I'm gonna come to practice. My first practice, my first and last practice I ever went to was conditioning. Now, anybody <laughs> that plays sports know about conditioning. This motherfucker had us running Indian trails. Mm -mm. Now, what Indian trails is, if y'all don't know, say you got 15 people. We run a lap. The person in the back catches up to the, they run to the front. You run another lap. The person in the back, and you just keep going. When I say the coach left and came back like 45 minutes later and looked at us and was like, you motherfuckers is still running? Like, we were supposed to stop. Bro, I stopped right then and there. 
walked to the bleachers, grabbed my shit, walked out that gym, and never went the fuck back. Oh, no. that's <laughs> Never that, went the fuck back. Yeah, that's borderline disrespectful. That's some Coach Carter bullshit. Man, I ain't got time for that shit. Man. No, so what I did in high school, I sold weed, and I had a job. Hey, and did you get Jordans? Fuck yeah, I got my goddamn job. Man, I had a, I bought my first, I bought my own first card. At 15 years old. Didn't have a permit, a license, none of that shit. I had a car, though. Hey, that's what, that's what matters. You just got to be mobile at a young age, for real, for real. To be honest, it's torture that's when you're it. not mobile. That's it. And you what? know, mama, they can't control you 24-7 because eventually you got to go to work. Facts. Facts. So, what, what, what was, um, what was, like, fun for you? What were, what were things you were doing, like, from, from, not, don't even think about high school, but just, like, throughout life in Kansas City, like if somebody was to come to Kansas City and they was about to be like, yo, Kali, what am I supposed to do? Like to have fun. What you going to tell me? <laughs> like, am I saying this? But you got different stages of me though, man. You got the young me and then you got me now. So which I, one? I, I, I want to I hear you now. What are you going to tell people now at this age? Don't even bring your ass here. Fuck. <laughs> Don't bring your ass here. Have fun and do what? Don't... No, <laughs> no, no, this ain't Kansas City, man. I, man, listen, no, don't. If you're not from here, don't even bring your ass here. But if you are from here, just there's really not shit to do in Kansas City, man. I, and I can't stress this shit enough. It's that, and that's probably the reason why the crime rate is so high. There's nothing to do here. We got Westport, Westport is racist, they really don't want black people there. We got power and light. Power and light is racist. They really don't want black people there. Uh, then you got your black spots that you can go, but when you go there, that shit gets shot up. So it's like nothing. The best thing that you can do in KNC is have a kickback. Call your loved ones over. Call friends and family over. You know what I'm saying? Y'all fucking play cards, smoke, drink, talk y'all shit. Turn some music on. To be honest, that's what sounds best to me. Shoot. Like for real, like bro, I'm not in. I don't. I don't go to clubs. I don't go to clubs. I ain't been to a club in years, man. It's just. I go. I go once a year, and I live I there. Even, I don't even do that. If I'm not, if I'm not getting booked somewhere to do a show, to do a stand up show, I ain't in that motherfucker. And that's then the soon, that's the mindset. Soon as I do my shit, soon as I do my show, you can see me walking the fuck out of there. I don't, with my I don't, money in hand. With my money in hand. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I like that, man. So, speaking of comedy, man, who are your who are your three inspiration one inspirations when it comes to comedy or entertainment? So they don't have to be a stand up uh, comedian. They can be. You know, you get to choose. But who are like three people that inspire you? Bernie Mac, Mike Epps. <sighs> Martin Lawrence. Okay, those are. It's a toss up. It's a toss up with with Martin Lawrence and Dave Chappelle because I say Bernie Mac for the stand up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I say Martin Lawrence for the characters that he was able to do, how he was able to transform himself. Because that shit's not it like that. That's your nay nay shit. That shit is fucking pure genius. Like it is pure genius, dog. Um, Dave Chappelle. The way he was able to do them skits and shit with Dave the Chappelle show, yeah, that shit was fucking genius to me. But uh, my honorary mention is Eddie Murphy. 
Man, Eddie Murphy got one of my favorite, my favorite uh, stand-ups of all time. It was that. Say uh, it, say it, say it. I ain't say gonna it. cap. I ain't gonna cap like I know the name of the stand-up, but I know the the specific part that makes me love it. And it was like, he, nigga, was like he had on leather. Yep, it was the ice cream what color. Thing, you know what I'm saying? Red, red or red or purple. I'm gonna give you the skit. He was talking about the ice cream. He was talking about the ice cream man when he was a kid. I ain't kid. got the ice. Yep, yep, yep. I ain't got the ice cream. <laughs> then it fall on the ground. You pick yep, it up. Yep. Yeah. yeah I think that well, was. Uh, I think that was wrong. I lost it. I lost it, man. Yeah. That was one of the funniest. That was one of the funniest things ever. I mean, personally, my age. I know I'm younger than you, so personally, my age. I really just grew up on on Kevin and Cat Williams, to be honest. Um, oh no 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 and 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 my bad to 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 let me let me let me say something man i see a lot of people disrespecting kevin hart nowadays and they disrespecting they disrespecting my boy on some he ain't funny at the end of the day comedy is funny when it's relatable when you can relate to some shit it's funny so if you don't think Kevin Hart funny no more, it's because he's in a different bag now that you can't relate to. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. But the shit that he was talking about at Laugh of My Pain, um, all his old shit, it was funny because we could relate to that. Now he talking rich nigga shit. Mm -hmm. It's hard to relate to rich nigga shit because we're not rich. But me as a comedian, it's still funny because I see the way he manipulated it and transformed it into a stand-up. Cat Williams gonna always be that nigga because he, he's solid. He a street nigga. Like, he ain't going for none of the Hollywood antics, none of that shit. He funny. Mike Epps funny because he like the uncle, bro. He like that, that your favorite fucking uncle that you can go yep. kick it. Yep, that's you exactly and he knows his role. He knows his role. He knows he it. That. Yep. Yep. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ed, that Eddie Murphy raw, Eddie Murphy. Uh, I think it, delirious or delusional. Yeah, One of them. delirious. I think it's delirious. Them is my them is my favorite two standups of all time. I've never seen. Um, damn, what is his name? They played in Harlem Nights together. The 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 no man. What I can't. I cannot believe I forgot this nigga name. The the ultimate black comedian, stand up comedian of all, Richard Pryor. I've never seen none of his stand ups. Ever. Ever. Damn. Never. I need to. I just I need to start doing my research more and all that shit. But I just I don't know one of the people I'm stuck in my way. So if it's certain people I like, that's that's what I stick to. Understandable. Understandable. So tell me a little bit about how you told us about, you know, how you started making videos. You know, you're not really into the video shit, but COVID hit and you were like, nah, I'm not about to stay down. I ain't about to stay down. I'm about to find a way to come up and, and, and finesse and pivot. So we know why you started making the videos, but where did, uh, uh, where did, where did the legendary let's roll friends come from? I know the video, I know the video, but like, how'd you come up with that in that moment? Has that been something that's just been in your vocabulary and your language for mad years before the video? Like, Talk about uh, yeah, actually, uh, that's something me and my homie say. Uh, we've been sending shit, you know what I'm saying, from back in the day. Like, hey, friend, what's going on, friend? Let's go, friend, and something like that. But that let's roll, friends, that was all improv. 
Like none of that shit was written down. We did that shit in one take. Like my homie was in the front seat recording and I just went. Like just went. And we stopped it. We played it back. Everybody looked at it. We read, I mean, we watched it. Everybody was like, nah, we should do it over. We should do it over. After everybody said we should do it over, I was like, nah, we're going to keep it. Because at the end of the day, like I said, when I'm doing videos and shit, I also have to think of, I'm not doing this shit for me. I'm doing this for other people. I'm my biggest critic. So you leave that shit up to me, I never put nothing out. Right. That's why now I just, I do shit and I put it out. But at the same time, I'm conscious of what I'm doing because, like I said, I'm trying to be relatable mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I wouldn't call myself a street nigga. I'm a hood nigga. Like, I was born and raised in the hood. That was the environment that I seen. That's the that environment that I thrived in. So I tried to be relatable to that. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of everybody can be like, that's a real nigga. It's funny because I've been through that situation. It's funny because I've seen it. So even my stand-ups and all that, people be like, because I don't write jokes down. So when I get up there, I just be going. And everybody be like, how the fuck do you do that? Nine times out of ten, this shit really happened. Either it's happened to me, it's happened to the homie, you know what I'm saying? It's happened to my mama, it's happened to a neighbor. I just got a fucked up mind that where I could take a situation and turn it into something funny. But that that that's it for real, man. And 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 that's a skill, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people forget that certain things that come natural to them, where they can like take something and turn it into this and whether you know you refer to it as being you know that is fucked up but like it's a skill it's a talent it's something that come natural to you and you learn how to leverage it and use it as something that the masses is gonna like in a way to secure a bag at the end of the day and then Absolutely. you know shit so so for me i'll be looking at things like that where people are like i don't know i just do this thing and it's kind of weird i'm like well that thing that you do that's kind of weird could probably you know you put your family up right hell yeah so, hell yeah to it right Man, but um, can you touch on the creation of you know some of your characters like Hillbilly Willie, uh, <laughs> or like or like when you play God? I like when you play God. I mean, I I'm a super godly person, so technically I don't like when you play God. But I like when you play God. <laughs> so, uh, so so speak on creating those two. You know, uh, Hillbilly Willie came from some hot shit. Uh, it came from some hot shit sitting at the gas station on Snapchat, going through the filters. And I and I seen the filter, and I seen the tooth, and it just it just came like like I said I got a fucked up mind so when I see something that I'm inspired by it just happened. Uh, and that's where that came from, and that took off like and it's so crazy because the street niggas love hillbilly Willie, like and I, and I think is I think hillbilly Willie corny as fuck, but the street <laughs> niggas be like nah because. I need more hillbilly Willie. Like that shit funny as fuck. Um, who you, you said the guy? The guy. Yeah. I forgot how it came on. I forgot how it came on to that. It was just me weak. I don't. I ain't gonna lie. That's, <laughs> it was just one yeah, of those things where it was like, I think I it was some hot shit too. And I think I was talking to the homie, and I'm just like, you know how we be praying? I wonder if God be up in heaven like this nigga right here. So I, it, so it just came like we was talking. I was like, I'm about to go home and do a skit, like from God's point of view. And it just that shit right there just took off. Even Prisoner Tay, 
Tay Tay the Felony. That was that's really my homie named Tay that was in the feds. Like I, he called me asking for some money, and it was funny because he called me asking for some money, but he talking to his celly on some money shit. Like he literally comes like, "Hey, bro, send me twenty five. He's like, then he turned around like, "Nah, nigga, nigga, we ain't nigga. Money is nothing. It's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, what the fuck is you talking about? Like, like you literally just asked me for twenty five dollars, then you just tell Cuz like, money's nothing. And so that's where that character came from. Uh, who, who the fuck else? The slave character? Ain't no telling. Some hot shit. Everything but, be some hot shit, bro. Yeah, but I love I love how I mean you you mentioned that's how you move anyways. But I love how you relate something back to something that's like real life. That's something that really happened or something that really touches close to you. Because I feel like I feel like when you do that, you're like playing to your strengths as being an authentic human being. Like Nipsey Hussle said, you know, always remain authentic and you're gonna win. You know what I'm saying? So like I love how you take everything back to something that's true to your life, true to yourself. And then you flip it into, you know, again, your talent, your skill, which is turning something into comedy. But it's a real story. It's a real it's real life. So it's 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 Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Hustle is a big reason why I'm here where I am today. Speak on so, uh man, me and my homies, we've been we've been following Nipsey since probably like Oh eight, oh nine. Uh, bullets ain't got no names. Volume one, fucking Slauson boy. Volume one. Um, bro, like just just watching this man, watching this man go from real life gang banging, like every every song was about pimping a bitch, banging, or getting money. Like we went from that to really talking about establishing businesses, uh, financial literacy, putting back into your community. Like, like I really evolved with this man. Like, when, when Cuz died, like, I cried. Like, I had family members that died, and I didn't cry. Cuz died, I cried real too. It felt like I lost, like, my big... Like, I got this man face tattooed on my back, no? But that's, that's just how deep this shit was to me. Because I was really following this man's blueprint like real life because i'm like shit i start looking at the shit the way he looked at it was like shit if jay-z can do it i can do it i start looking at it like shit if nipsey hustle can do it i can do it and the crazy part about it is the shit really started happening like i get paid from social media and shit i didn't i didn't i've done a show with bruce bruce and country wayne and big stars and shit like that on stand-up so Bro, that, that manifestation shit and speaking shit into existence that, that he was preaching back in the day before I even knew what the fuck that shit was. Everything comes everything comes full circle eventually. So shout out Nip. SIP Nip. Like, yeah, that, that motherfucker right there, that, that man is the truth, man. I love it. I love it. So I got two final questions before you, before we wrap this interview up. First and foremost, before I ask those questions, though, I do want to say thank you for, you know, continuing to get back to me and making this interview happen. Um, you know, I've been following you on Twitter for a couple months now. I mean, probably almost all of 2020, man. And I I'm a wild you. boy on Twitter, though. Hey, I know, but it, but I like <laughs> it, though, because because I love when people can just be themselves. You know, like, you keep it 100, you keep it raw, you keep it real, but then also you'll see, like, You'll see you say something that's quote unquote wild, but that's yeah. just you being you. 
but then you'll also share some real shit about you being you, you know, whether it's about financial literacy, whether it's about one of my questions. Um, so I, I love the, the rawness, the authenticity that you put out there and it's consistent. You don't ever see like a switch of fake shit. And although I'm all about like, you know, and I'm sure you are too, I ain't coming for you nothing, but although I'm all about peace and prosperity, I love how you just be like, look, I say what I want because, you know, who going to press me? And if you press me, I'm going to come with it. So it's like, you know, it's it just as long as you're authentic and you, re you, you respect yourself, that's all that matters. And I see, I see you do that so I can respect it. Um, Appreciate that, brother. But uh, so my question is, man, there was there was a tweet recently that that you tweeted that could be uh, seen as controversial, and the 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 tweet I don't remember exactly what it was, but I'm gonna just kind of go. Basically, you were saying like you always gonna value your lady or trust your lady or rock with your lady over over you know like your man's or like some nigga or something you know some home some home it, am i saying it correct oh, this, shit, this shit ain't, man, ain't shit about this controversial to, to, controversial? to, to, to males that's what i'm saying to some some males be on some weird shit about like so go ahead speak on it though i, I really just want you to speak ain't on shit con man listen ain't at the end of the day ain't shit controversial about that bro listen go do some real shit go do some real shit go broke that man that's the that's the best thing i can say go broke Go broke and see and see what your homies do and see what your woman do. Go to jail, see what your homies do and see what your woman do. Go through depression, go through depression and see. When I was going through depression and I was telling my homies, the homies was like, hey, you acting like a bitch, bro. Yeah, man, you act like a bitch, bro. Like, yeah, a woman, a woman gonna be like, get counseling, go get help. I, what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna look for some counselors that's that's around here that you can talk to. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna blah 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 blah. Bro, like at the end of the day, don't get me wrong. Like I got I got friends and I got my brothers. Like I love my brothers to death, but even my brothers don't come before my woman. Like that shit weird to me. Any any grown ass man that put men before his woman. Like that shit is mad ass weird to me. Like I that's some shit I will never fucking understand. Even I don't even understand how men get up every day and go hang with men all day long. <laughs> nigga nigga, if we ain't getting fucking money, I don't wanna be in your fucking face, bro. For what? You got a dick like I got a dick. I what what I what I wanna look at you all day for? We gonna sit around and play 2K all day? Motherfucker, I could be at home and see my woman walk around in panties and bra and play 2K. And I could play with your ass online. I'm not fucking, no. Nah. Nah, nah. It, it, that, that's a great point. And I think that I can't wait for more men to realize that. That's why I wanted you to speak on it because, you know, there's certain people who people, like, people will listen to and certain people who people won't listen to. So I kind of wanted you to speak on it because it's like, Man, when men actually realize that, of course they got to come across a good woman, of course. But still, when 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 someone realizes that, they whole shit gonna switch. And I feel you one hundred percent. I agree with everything you just said. So you know, I, okay, I look, now, forward, I look me, forward to this, posting a little bit more about that, so you can put some people in check. Let me say this. Let me say this though, bros before hoes, absolutely, absolutely, like girl, fuck you. Bros before my woman, not a goddamn, not a snowball's chance in hell. There we go. Never. There we go. And that's and that's how we clipping it.
that's how we put it. Hey, look, 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 look. Final question, actual final question. Final question. Make it, make it some, make it, make it, make it some, make it some that that's a head scratcher. I'm like, damn. I got you. I got you. It's your last day on earth. It's your last day mm. on earth. You live to 174. I'm sure you don't want to live that long, but say you did. Fucking Rihanna. <laughs> Fucking Rihanna. Fucking so Rihanna. Live, you live until 174 years. Fucking old. Rihanna. Fucking Rihanna. You ain't even ready. I'm about to switch the whole energy up of the question. Boom. All right, come on. All your comedy, all of your Twitter posts, any books you wrote, all of it's gone. It has to leave Earth mm. with you. Your great grandkids are sitting right in front of your feet, and you got to tell them how to live life. You got to give them one piece of advice on how to live life. What you gonna tell them? Get money, fuck bitches, and love life, nigga. Cause you only get one. So damn sure you gonna leave this motherfucker. And just like that. <laughs> like <laughs> Get money, fuck bitches, and love life. Because at the end of the day, you're going to leave this motherfucker. And don't, like be, that, be, don't be around here being a yes man. No, you do what's right. That's in your heart. You do what you feel that's that's right. Because that's at the end of the day, bro, <laughs> you're going to die by yourself. You got to lay down. You got to answer to yourself. So all that motherfuckers running around trying to please people and nah. Nah, you make sure you write with yourself first. You get right with yourself first, and then you can go out and do right by others. Mm. A bar. A bar. Listen, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your comedy. Thank you for the... Uh, the, the man, people so often forget how important laughing is to human life. Like, bro... Don't ever under, I'm not saying you do, but don't ever undervalue what you do right now, bro. Because it's way more than just a laugh. It's way more than just saying something funny, bro. You're touching people's hearts. You're picking up their energy. You're changing people's state of mind that they're in when they see your content, bro. So keep rocking with it. Keep going. Like, it's uh, it's for your son, but you're also doing shit for the world, bro. So keep hustling. I appreciate your time and energy. And uh, everyone that tapped in in the IG live today, we appreciate you. Y'all all came from his page, so... <laughs> I appreciate the love. <laughs> I appreciate the love. Um, y'all make sure y'all go. Y'all make sure y'all go follow my man's too, man. Like, hey, this is. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, I've done a couple. I've done a few podcasts. This is. This is pretty. This is pretty legit, bro. Like, keep doing your thing, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come back on once I once I get on. Once I get on and famous, bro. I come. I, hey, this is my word too. I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna be famous, and I'm gonna do an interview with you so we can get you on. So you can start interviewing other motherfuckers that's famous. I appreciate that. All day long. I appreciate that. All right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tapping in. My God, thank you for tapping in. This is the Culture Talks podcast, and we are out. Salud. Peace. Love. Y'all be safe, man. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm.